Hey zookeepers, it's your boy, Brandon Kirkman. I'll, I'll put some laser effects in there. Anyways, we just had on Jess Martinez, one of the associate producers of Las Locas Comedy, and also producer of Holiday Party, two great comedy shows if you're in Chicago or online. Uh, but yeah, we watched uh, the 1993 classic, Common Rider Zoe. Uh, just Google it. It's on YouTube right now for free on Toei's channel. It's 50 minutes long and it fucking rolls. I mean, not to give too much away for the episode. And as always, if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, you know, give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, follow us on Spotify. That helps a ton. Or just email us at podzukipodcast at gmail.com. We'll read it on air. Or tweet it at us at podzuki. Uh, just podzuki. Pretty sweet we got the handle. Anyways, Henshin. Render unto Ghidra what is Ghidra's. Ten to one he sees you through a beaker and a tweezers. Read the fine print and be like, what's the big deal? Spun wheels of steel since broke wheel, big wheel. Back when it was greasy ass curl, now it's easy dread. Had a rhyme on how they used to tease him about his peasy head. Yes, yes, y'all, to the beat. Ooh, yeah, that was a better clap for me, but once again, I think that's Jess with that impressive <laughs> clap. This is how you know you got a good guess. I, this, I mean, this is a little bit ahead before we get into it, but uh, welcome to Podzuki, the internet's only podcast to go over all of the racial issues that have happened in your favorite cooking podcast and blogs. Um, we're going to start today by talking about good old... What was the one where all the racist stuff happened? Uh, uh, all yeah, it's all of them. Paula Dean, uh, there's the, the bon, was it Bon Appetit? That was the one. Probably that guy from Milk Street because he looks like a real creep. I don't know if that's true or not, but he just got real bad face. The Barefoot Contessa uh, refused to have a cancer kid on her show. And there was a big uproar about that. What? Because the cancer kid asked her to put some freaking shoes on? Uh, no, got him. they just wanted to be on the show and she said no. And then the media picked it up. And then she did invite the kid on the show and the kid said no. Wait, not, uh, that kid rules. Wait, did did she say no because the kid had cancer, or was like this like just a shitty kid? I guess she just didn't want to do a show with a cancer kid. I don't know. Right. Well, everybody knows cancer kids make your food taste bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they take those like weird glands they have and they just squeeze them on your food. It's no good. Uh, Get it, them out it, of the it, kitchen. Oh, uh, this this salad tastes like it was made by somebody with cancer. Oh, put it back uh, I don't want it oh that's such a fucking good uh, insult <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna start using that now anyways we actually are a podcast that talks about big old monster movies sometimes they're human sized much like tonight uh, I'm one of your co-hosts one of the kaiju Hollywood bad boys but I guess tonight it's a kaijin Hollywood bad boy I'll explain that later god damn it I'm such a fucking nerd hey guys it's me Brian Kirkman I'm another one of your kaijin Hollywood bad boys Luke Evans flip Ooh, I like that. Hey, everybody, it's me, your third Cajun crawdad daddy, Martin Felschman. And <laughs> guaranteed. Look at look at what we got over here. It's it's a very special guest, friend of mine, lovely, wonderful comedian. Everyone, fucking give it up for Jess Martinez. Hi. Woo! Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. It. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for joining us. I, I think we're more of a peer in passing from comedy, but... I've always enjoyed seeing you whenever you pop up at uh, Pressure, and uh, it's it's exciting that we get to have you on such a fun episode, um, because even if you hated this movie, it was 48 minutes long, so <laughs> hey, guess what? Time time refunded. Yeah, very, very, very easy watch. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Yeah, I, I it, love that, when it's a very short movie. Same. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, yeah. 
uh, yeah, tell tell us a little bit about yourself, Jessica. What 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 makes the Jess a Jess? Oh my goodness, what a question! Um, I'm Jess Martinez. I'm the uh, associate producer of Las Vegas Comedy. Um, also a co-producer of uh, Holiday Party, which is a monthly party themed uh, show, very loosey goosey compared to everything else that I do. Uh, super fun. We actually have a show coming up on um, Saturday night at six p.m. Um, I am, uh, originally from the Chicago area. Um, I, I have a degree in art, uh, just so you guys know that I do mostly useless stuff, um, just generally with my life. Um, we also yeah. need to know your blood type. Blood type? I, yeah. uh, it's been a while since <laughs> I've looked at my birth certificate, but I think it's, oh. That makes sense. You are a universal oh, yeah. giver. I think. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's uh, real quick? Let's what's everybody's blood type here? I'm a positive, AB negative. Have no clue. I don't know. I've, are I've you got, really? AB I've gotten blood work done in like the past year, but I I don't think I read the results. I just listen to what the doctor says. <laughs> they have your results, and just next to it says goop. The doctor would tell. It used to be you get a physical. The doctor would tell you everything. Now mm. you've got to create an account on a website. In order, to, they uh, call them portals and, to make it sound cool, but it's it's just like dry medical stuff. Yeah, I'm tired of portals. Here's the thing that's probably going to kill you. I wish they didn't call them portals because when they eventually do have like medical technology where you can put yourself through a literal portal, they're not going to be able to call them portals anymore. They should call MRI machines and, portals because they look kind of like. And guys, don't get me started on these apps. These kids, <laughs> you got TikToks, you got Fleetwood Macs. It's crazy out there. <laughs> Uh, I well we've we've gone a bit before we actually have been even getting to the movie. We yeah, watch. I guess I'll get a little bit into it. Um, hey everybody, it's the 50th anniversary of Kamen Rider, one of Japan's classic tokusatsu franchises. Everybody loves it. Everybody knows it, and by everybody, maybe like I don't know, 20 people online. But they're really. Into <laughs> I think it. a That's lot of people matters. will be familiar with the image of the Kamen Rider, but they don't know what he's called well, it's, or anything. It it's near and dear to our hearts because I think some of our favorite episodes are where we watched the Mass Rider, which was Saban's rebranding of it in the mid '90s with Mitch Camiopelia. Um, because you know what I you know what I you know what I say to people when they don't recognize Common Rider. What's that? More like, come on, Rider. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I can't tell what's worse if I if I chastise for you that or I make the joke where we end the podcast right there because that's almost as bad as doing the common rider joke. It's only funny <laughs> if we I, actually I, end the podcast on that. Oh god, I'm so tired. <laughs> oh my god, we just put out like a ten minute episode. <laughs> you ever feel like you've been right. cheated? <laughs> okay, so vote of confidence, real quick. Do we keep moving forward or do we stop it we on the best? Keep moving forward. I've been worked? looking forward to this all night. Best, best okay. shot ever. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyways, the the Common Rider franchise it was it was kind of they tried to do the same thing with uh, Power Rangers in the mid nineties to make it popular here. They made the god awful show Master Rider, which was a reclipped of Common Rider Black and Black RX. A uh, real tragedy. Also, the first but episode the... used scenes from this movie that we watched today. Yeah, I was trying to think about that because I, one thing I'll say even before we get to the movie is the practical effects and the monster designs are pretty cool. I don't remember any of the monsters looking that cool when I watched it as a kid, so it must have been like maybe like one of those oh, season finales. The monsters are great, especially the bat one. 
Oh yeah, yeah that was cool. Mm. Yeah, it's it's good. But this was put out in 1993 in Japan. Um, they were kind of in a weird phase. I, I know a lot about Common Rider. I'm gonna. I feel like I'm gonna do a game later, which is how long can I talk about Common Rider? And uh, the game's decided by you all can vote when I have to stop. And while three of you said, please stop, Brandon, that's when I stopped talking. See, I, I just um, want... It could end up being a three-hour episode. <laughs> I just want to say I think it's very interesting that Jet Japan seems to find insects that I think like people in the West, or specifically America, don't find like cute or cuddly. Like Mothra <laughs> is a hero over there. Like, <laughs> Have you ever seen one of those softball-sized moths? Oh, yeah, I hate them. Yeah. They're horrifying. <laughs> I love them. They're cute and they're fluffy. What's wrong from with a guys? distance? I, mean, I just remember you can't get was, close to it. I grew up in the country, and like every night there would be like a moth that that was like literally the size of a softball that would like constantly run into the window in my bathroom trying to get in, that and like was, it was uh... like I could see it, and it was just they'd knock on your window and be like, "Quit jerking off in there!" <laughs> Basically, like, give me some of that light. I want some of that light in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, Ooh, daddy need. Yeah, and we would also get like those big katydids or grasshoppers. Uh, but yeah, they, those are cool. They, we're did. also terrifying looking, but like common rider, like typically he's always an, based on an insect, but it's typically a grasshopper. Hmm. Yeah, it typically around that that kind of. Um, Jess, what are your opinions on moths before I decide if I want to continue this podcast? My only uh, reference here would be Mothman in Chicago, which a uh, fellow comedian likes to keep everyone updated on Facebook. <laughs> Have you guys heard about Mothman yeah. in Chicago? Yeah, yeah, I'm a huge fan. Yeah, I, me too. Um, that's Okay, we can keep going okay. forward. Then. Yeah, Mothman, Mothman has a tight 10, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so yeah, he's uh, he's been around since 1971. Common Rider, famously uh, designed by the granddaddy of like all these kind of Power Ranger knockoffs, uh, Shotaro Ishinomoro. Um, pretty cool guy. He looks okay. Fine, Dad. <laughs> he kind of looks like Doctor Wily if he was Japanese and wore like sunglasses all the time. He's got a really cool look. Um, this movie itself comes up. So this is man. How deep do you guys want me to go into Common Rider for details, or should we just talk about the movie? We'll, we'll, we'll just talk about after. the movie. You can pepper your little nerd bits in here and there. Yeah. This is during the late era of the Showa phase, before it went into the Heisei phase. Uh, they do it by the Emperor of Japan at the time. Uh, this period from the '90s to about 2000, they were all kind of just movies they did for the franchise. Wait, wait, uh, this wait! Was Japan played... had an emperor after World War II. Yeah, they're like they're kind of like the royalty. They're just kind of there oh, for figures. Okay. They don't. They're really just do there to bring tourists in. Yeah, but they they were smart and they actually don't give them as much media attention or power, yeah. unlike the UK. <laughs> so good on them. <laughs> yeah, they just, they might show up at a party and be like, "Hey, it's me, Emperor um, John." But yeah, hey, it, how's it going? <laughs> it, it's interesting that you're bringing up like eras of the show because I tried to I did some research on this, but I couldn't find this. Felt like like a a pilot movie for like a new series but i couldn't find any evidence to that uh it was actually in reverse of that they were going to do a movie for uh, common rider black rx which was really popular like 1989 when it came out and uh, i guess it'd been enough years where it lapsed on the franchise and interest so they're like oh we'll just make a movie out of this by itself then um cool thing too is the actual director of this film uh kita Amaya, I think is how it's pronounced. I'm not good with pronunciations. He was an <laughs> artist that did a lot of the 
character designs for the series too so he actually did all the character designs for this movie and a lot of uh common rider black Ooh. uh pretty cool to have that kind of multifunctionality going for you um also before we start talking i mentioned this in the chat but i also wanted to bring up that uh noboru shugumaru uh he wrote for this movie he also was famous for writing the resident evil 2 and veronica and then uh, my favorite thing is also one of the writers and creators of Dino Crisis. Ooh. Because that's, that's a pretty easy thing to write for. It's <laughs> just like, hey, we... yeah, it's like, hey, we got dinosaurs and there's a crisis. I'm done. <laughs> it's interesting that it was written by somebody who did like Resident Evil. But I felt specifically with the opening scene where he's like underground and covered in roots and like a grasshopper comes to bring him back to life, I think is what happens. That made me yeah. think more of like Metal Gear than... Yeah, I can see. What about the part where they were like, wow, you were almost a rider sandwich? I don't remember that part. Yeah. That's a pretty good part. Um, I did want to ask, though, just before we get to, uh, or I should say, even before we start summarizing the movie itself, <laughs> what's your what's your experience with like Power Rangers and that kind of like franchise and movies and series? Um, so, growing up, I definitely watched Power Rangers. Um, so, I watched them go from like the classic. Um, Power Ranger series to like all the different types of Power Rangers and it got to a point where I was just like this is too many different versions of the thing I liked originally um but I I my sister liked uh my sister hated the color yellow so she always made <laughs> me be the yellow one um whenever we played Power Rangers and so I I do resent the show a little bit for that <laughs> uh, I totally get that I, I pulled a move very similar to uh, you, or your sister, I should say, is uh, I grew up loving Power Rangers because I was in that perfect age frame for it. My brother's favorite color was blue, so I decided my favorite Power Ranger was the Blue Ranger. I think he's still upset about it to this day. Oh, uh, you picked the Gay Ranger. I mean, that's actually technically <laughs> yeah, true on a lot of levels, but I I relinqu I you know I re I relinquished relinquish i said that really <laughs> i relinquished the realms of that and the and gave it to my brother after the the green ranger came out because you know god damn the green ranger is so cool he got a weird like me, like metal gold mm -hmm. uh, shoulder one, pad one of my favorite like a, one of my favorite turn of phrases that i rarely ever get to use like when like someone like beats a bunch of people up and is all badass and you can say like oh he went green ranger on their asses <laughs> yeah, good. Like the that. only time I think I've ever been when able he... to use it is after watching Star Trek Beyond. No, it's not, not, <laughs> it's not Star Trek Beyond. One. Star Trek Into Darkness, the second one, the one I huh. yeah. When when Khan, yeah, really bad. when Benedict Cabbage Patch beats up all those Klingons. Yeah, man, that's a stupid movie. J.J. Abrams sucks. <laughs> Fucking sucks. Simple as that. I've had my heart broken by him too many times. Uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's cool to hear that you had that experience with it. I feel like over the pandemic and then when we were watching the Mass Rider series, maybe like a few years back, I did a lot of research on it. And then I started watching a bunch of the shows. I got to say, man, I, I really like the Common Rider series a lot, but I'll get into that as we go. But for this movie, it's 48 minutes long. I love the pace of it. I love how it just starts as uh, as I dubbed it in the Naked Man Forest. Um, <laughs> You got a forest, there's a naked man, a grasshopper wakes him up, and he's like, I think a boy's calling me. And I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's for good intentions. He's a... Uh, they don't really explain it, because I think that how short the runtime is, but like basically a monster has awakened at the same time as he has, and he's like, I gotta go yeah, find uh, this kid and protect Duras, him. Duras, I think is what it's... Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's uh, the monster designs and the practical effects in this movie are, I think, in my opinion, all pretty top-notch and really cool to watch. I'll be honest, though, the main big bad, Duras, that's supposed to be, it's supposed yeah. to be an anti-Kamen Rider, was like the idea behind his design. It's the least mm-hmm. interesting out of all the other monsters. Yeah. Yeah, the bat and the spider and the the regular form of it, those were all... Oh, yeah, cool. the, Both the of, I mean, little boy Genova. Oh, that was so weird, and I loved it yeah. so much. I love the weird mixture of, like, practical effects and puppetry and then putting an yeah. actual face in it for yeah. some reason. We'll get to it. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty cool. So the movie really, like, hits uh, the ground running. After the rider, who's in his human form, wakes up, he basically, like, goes into the city center and immediately confronts Duras, who's trying to kidnap Hiroshi-kun, who mm-hmm. is the, yeah. the son of the creator of the guy who created the Cayman Rider and Duras. And, yeah, he seems like a real fucking jackass, <laughs> just for the few scenes we see him. No, 100%. Yeah, yeah, you can't really get a beat on him, because at one point he's, like, a good guy, then another point, he's a villain. Then he turns out to actually be a good guy. Mm-hmm. But we don't know what exactly made him turn villainous. Uh, I think he, there just wasn't enough like uh, weird organic pipes going into things. And you want to make sure everything had weird pipes going into it. That's my theory. Maybe maybe they didn't get into it. But maybe that pocket watch he bought his son either held a demon or maybe he had some kind of repressed t- childhood trauma tied to pocket watches. <laughs> that pocket watch was yeah. the was the trigger for him in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was all well, about the it... music. <laughs> I really want to know what the lyrics of that song was. The song, both... Okay, so this is a weird thing. I feel like we can get into it when we get there later, but once again, it's a pretty short plot, so I can just jump to that... At one point, the the boy and the mass writer kind of meet up with each other, and he shows him the pocket watch, and he fixes it, and it plays the song, and then it cuts to a music video, and I think it's it's so fucking funny to me because it's such a short runtime. I'm like, you guys are gonna waste four minutes on a music video in the middle of this. Yeah, I'd forgot about that. I remember laughing really hard now. <laughs> that scene. Also, the fact that like it's it took me so long to realize the music was supposed to be coming from the pocket watch because that's just a pocket watch. <laughs> yeah. The pocket watches don't typically play music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do Apple watches play music? If you ask them to. Oh, that's nice. I think right. I don't. I don't have one. Martin, you have one. Yeah, I don't either. I. I don't. I don't think it can play music. I mean, it can. It. You can control your music with it, but I don't think it can play music from it. Okay. Hey, uh, Podzuki listeners and all the zookeepers out there, email us at podzukipodcast at gmail.com or tweet us at podzuki and let us know that Apple Watch play music. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the music video in the middle of it's kind of fun. I, I do like, actually, this is a good thing to kind of segue into, and we'll go into two segments. First, I want to go into the music. The music for this movie fucking slaps. I love it so much because it's got that weird 90s over-the-top synthesizing going to mm-hmm. it, but to the point where it sounds like weird and just like completely inorganic really gives a good feeling to the movie i like both that middle song and the, the end song is just like that classic mm-hmm. like cheesy 90s like epic song like we're ending on this yeah. and you're gonna like go punch your brother really hard because you just watch a really good episode of power Rangers. i i love that any song i love that whenever horns come in it sounds like they kidnapped a ska musician and they are just forcing <laughs> him to play for his life yeah <laughs> Uh, so yeah, music I really like, and then after that I'm going to go into uh, Mouth Paul's Drag Race, which is our segment where we talk about fashion.
I gotta say, great fashion all around. Grandpa in the big old teal or yes, this kind of seafoam green so coat. It, it's yeah. kind of um, why I thought this was like a pitch, like a pilot, because oh, Grand, what's Grandpa's newest weird invention? Because he's kind of like the dad from Gremlins, just inventing these. It, oh yeah, and you get like all these people running around that seem like they're going to be side characters. They don't give any time. Yeah, to the dojo you students. Just have, yeah, the mm-hmm. dojo students, they seem pretty cool. The instant they see a bat, their first impulse is to hit with the stick. Like, oh, <laughs> they show the sister is a badass fighter, but you only ever see her fighting her friends. She never gets yeah. to go up against one of the monsters. Yeah, real bummer. We wouldn't have our first Kamen Rider all the way till the year of 2003 in Kamen Rider Ryuki. Check it out online. Anyways, um, uh, God, I know so much about this franchise now. I think I just realized that it's very embarrassing. Well, now you know um, how I felt when we did Evangelion. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally get that now. Um, but yeah, also just the main character has that classic, like, I, I mean, it's simple as anime protagonist from a 90s wearing series. Wearing like, a, just... when he's in his human form, he's wearing a leather jacket with the sleeves rolled up. And cool-ass fingerless leather gloves. Yeah. Ooh, daddy, like you. <laughs> um, just like, uh, like, it, 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 I get, it looks cool, but uh, like, my torso is cold, but my arms are hot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what happens when you're a half-man, half-grasshopper. It's just the life you gotta get used to. Uh, so yeah, he uh, he eventually links up with the boy, and he's like, I have to protect you. And the kid's like, hey, leave me alone. And then, like, the, the Doris jumps in. And uh, this is, I think, one of my favorite scenes. is like, he just goes through, like, a down part or downtown part of what looks to be, like, a Tokyo-type place. And he just starts, like, letting lasers fly everywhere, but his destruction of it seems so casual, it really made me laugh for some reason. He's <laughs> like, hey, I'm here, fuck y'all. Uh, the people running around and the practical effects, once again, are all pretty great. Um, I, I miss the good old days where you couldn't CGI explosions, and so people actually really had to haul ass to not get exploded by like, <laughs> actual dynamite. Yeah, this, this movie, all the, like, practical effects were good, but most of the computer effects were very bad. Yeah, it didn't age very well, and I feel like even when it came out, they probably weren't all that yeah. great. It it does have one of my favorite things, though, which is like the computer overlay for both the Kamen Rider and then Doris, where it's like what they imagine a futuristic system would look like, but they miss the mark so bad <laughs> that it's kind of its own, like it's its own unique style, so it kind of actually makes sense looking back. I'm like, oh yeah, I, can, I could kind of get behind this. Do you guys ever play that marble game on a computer? Back when you were in like the Marble? 90s, early 2000s. Which one? The, Marble. The, like there's just a bunch of marbles. It's kind Marble of Madness? like. I think, oh, no, oh, not Marble, Marble Madness. I don't remember. Crystal, it was like Crystal a, Castle? It came with the computer. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Uh, Space Cadet? I'm, I'm not sure what it's called, but that's what it reminded me of. Space Overlay. Cadet was good. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it definitely has that that '90s like computer generated feel, which I think is pretty pretty fun. Um, so yeah, the fashion all around really liked it. I, I love when a movie is so encapsulated, like encapsulated of its time, that it becomes its own unique kind of like aesthetic, which is I think going pretty pretty great for this. Once again, I can't emphasize. I love the fact it's forty eight minutes because. They don't waste any time. He finds the kid. He finds the monster. They have a really cool fight in an abandoned warehouse. He stabs the monster a lot. The monster's like, oh, stop it. And then he throws him off the building with him together. 
Um, yeah, he, he with he a, runs a scene where you can see the dummy. Oh, that was great. Yeah, to shoot him out of the abandoned like industrial district that Hiroshi Kun ran away to, rather than running to his home. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's a short movie with a very short plot, but I think this part did kind of irk me because it seems really stupid. Is like he impales the creature on the thing. He's like, okay, I think it's dead. And like, you just saw it like regrow its arm earlier. Come on. Yeah, Yeah, but arm's not a torso. Uh, That's a good point. I just imagine someone walking by because he just left him there. Like, (laughs) (laughs) someone walking, just going on a walk, you know, walking their dog, and there's just this monster. Yeah, I mean, if I saw that, I'd probably... Ah, the Cayman Rider got him. Yeah, a lot of that going around. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, being impaled in the torso, my one weakness. (laughs) I mean, it feels like it's a slightly racist allegory if I go down it, but it's like, yeah, first we got the Sentai Rangers, and that was fine. Now we got common writers. <laughs> Gotta move. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, racist grandpa from Tokyo. I don't know. It is. It is strange right. that like the grant when Hiroshi Kun gets back to his uh, grandfather's temple. I guess because like it, it's yeah. like a, it's like a dojo, but also like a science lab. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, a science cool, dojo. Yeah. But yeah, his grandpa doesn't, <laughs> yeah. doesn't believe him, but it's like, turn on the friggin' news! Like, a dozen people saw the monster. I mean, on top of that, you also have to consider he has all the files about the experimentations his son did, and like, identifies the common Rider right away. Yeah. So, I'm just trying to figure out what's going on with this dude's brain. <laughs> I think he's... I Listen, we didn't get a window into this kid's life before. Maybe he is just constantly lying about being attacked by monsters <laughs> so people will pay attention to him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he used to be friends with a uh, brain in a jar, so this kid's got a pretty good imagination. <laughs> <laughs> <Like a> grasshopper. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we should talk about this because this still kind of is in line with the plot. Is like the kid's remembering his father, and he's upset that he's gone, so he kind of runs off with the pocket watch, and then it shows his memory of why he's so attached to the pocket watch. Mm-hmm. And his father gave it to him before he disappeared, but he, like, snuck into his lab and was playing the music for a brain in a jar. Yeah. And that brain in a jar was, like, rocking with yeah. it. He loved it. You know, that it, brain wild. in the jar is, is, like, uh, is like an illustration of me. Like, if you don't know mm-hmm. Jess Martinez, that's that brain in that jar jamming out. <laughs> I love that they even had, like, the, the super green fluid for that jar. It's like, now nah, we can't just put it in water. It's got to look so 90s that you're going to be like, okay, I know what year this came <laughs> Submerge it and surge. <laughs> get a blast dude I believe they actually call that a surge mergin <laughs> a surgeon <laughs> nice. uh, so yeah they, uh, the boy uh, I guess is friends with the brain and the kid gets kicked out of the laboratory by his father and I'm like what's going on here with this father because like he was in the laboratory before this and wasn't saying anything did he like forget his kid was right behind him for a few <laughs> minutes and was like oh you shouldn't be here yeah I thought that too because uh, like yeah he was right there like, he would have had to yeah. walk past him to get into the room. He just didn't want, he just didn't want to see that brain dancing. He thought it was really stupid. Hiroshi, what are you doing here? The script said you weren't supposed to be here yet. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the fact that he is trying to make a human that was powerful and free of emotion, like, preach, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, it's like, how is that anything other than than benevolent? That's the bad one, right? <laughs> Malevolent, yeah, malevolent, wait, benevolent. Malevolent, <laughs> yeah. How's that anything but what a bad guy would do? Like, oh, I'm going to create something super powerful that can murder things, and it doesn't have emotions. 
for for the betterment of mankind. <laughs> and I guess I'm gonna make a few other monsters just to play it safe too. You know, I'm I'm really kind of I'm just aimless here. I gotta be honest with you. I'm spinning. Was it supposed to be like, that he created those monsters? I thought Duras like created those monsters from himself. I get the impression because yeah, I get the impression that he made Duras too, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I, so. I think he did. Yeah, no, I just, I just got a flashback to when I was asking my therapist if there was a way that I could not have feelings. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's it. You should have made sure he's... your therapist was Dr. Mochi. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. He's not a terrible doctor. He's actually a very considerate therapist. <laughs> yeah. Well, the doctor also, he brought up, the doctor <laughs> definitely created Duras because that's what the brain in the jar was. Mm-hmm. Oh, because oh, Cayman oh, Rider was right. made from a human. But then he tried oh, to make yeah. one like completely from like from scratch rather than using a human to start with. Right. Cameron Ryder was the, the hot guy in the in the acid wash jeans. Yeah. Yeah, then the in the naked man forest where he was yeah. resting peacefully for two years. <laughs> yeah. Um I do like to imagine now that your doctor is like, Oh, you don't want any emotions, I will make you the common <laughs> <laughs> That's what every therapist wants to do. They just want to turn us into comedy. <laughs> I'm tired of this. We need legislation, everybody. Um, God, I wish mine would turn me into one. Um, anyways, so yeah, they uh, the the boy and the the kid. I should the boy and the kid. The the common writer and the kid kind of bond for a little bit. He fixes his watch through the power of, uh, I guess, looking at it really intensely. Um, that's where we get to the music video. We got to go back to this music video real quick because my favorite thing is that they're playing the song. It is actually a pretty good jam. I enjoyed it, but it it just cuts out instantly back to the pocket watch, and that also made it feel really funny. For, <laughs> <laughs> for the first few shots of that montage, I was like, okay, so this song maybe is related to nature, and then it just kept going, and I'm like, okay, so like, is everyone in the world hearing this song? Because <laughs> the common writer thought really hard. Is like, I got to make sure everybody hears this. <laughs> yeah, in in later episodes, oh. like it's like. Oh, and here's that newest hit going out across the city. Yeah. What uh, Japanese song number one? Here we go. Yeah. Uh, I did. I did forget. We skipped over one part. Is right before the scene was when that fight happened between the the bat monster and the spider woman monster that the Duras sent out to get the kid. Um, yeah, the spider fight went pretty quick. They that whole scene was pretty cool, though. I gotta say, I like the idea of like. I guess it sends him into this weird spider dimension where it tried to like uh, eat the kid and the sister. Well, the spider monster then... sent uh, Hiroshi Kun and his sister to the spider dimension, but Kamen Rider was still fighting the bat. So, how did Kamen Rider get into the spider dimension? Hmm. I'm pretty sure he just said "fuck this" and then jumped yeah. to the spider dimension. <laughs> I, I I interpreted that as the spider dimension not being a separate dimension, but more so being an illusion created by a large amount of webs. Because it does, it does go back to like regular forest yeah. as soon as he he broke that thing's neck, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Love that. That freaked me out. Yeah, I... that freaked me out when it went back to being regular sized spider. Because I actually saw a spider in the bathroom yes last night, and I was like, I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna be a nice person. I'm just gonna let it be. And now I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have let it be. You know, <laughs> it's gonna send you to the spider dimension. Yeah, That's so good. I this. This, this is a bit of a side tangent, but anytime I see a spider, I either kill it or I throw it outside. Because I feel like a spider's job is to be like a silent assassin. If you're just walking across the bathroom floor, you're not doing your job right. I can fucking see you. <laughs> I see you. Yeah. 
I completely agree. Uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't know. It was. Uh, I think both the design of the actual Spider Woman and then the actual Spider itself were both really well done and creepy. Uh, other than the very bad dog shit, you know, claymation, or I should say stop yeah, motion. Yeah, stop motion. Which I don't think it was dog shit, but it is the only time, other time, the only time in the movie that where they do stop motion. Yeah. And yeah. it does look like Clash okay. of the Titans or something, but yeah, I, I like should Clash say it's Titans. not the worst. But like when she's holding the common writer, it has that that common thing I can never get over, which is if you have somebody who's like a human size or form, it seems like you can never get the proportions quite right, so it always looks like a real doll. Yeah, mm, yeah, it's, it's definitely better yeah. than the stop motion in Night Train to Terror. That's true, but man, what a great film! <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Uh, shout Everybody's out to, uh, to Hubert Thompson. To everybody but you. <laughs> we uh, we should uh, plug for any listeners at home. If you haven't listened to the Night Train to Terror or the full actual title, I said it wrong. Uh, check it out. It's a really mm-hmm. good episode. It's really fun. Um, but yeah, the the spider fight's pretty cool. He completely goes nuts on it, breaks its leg off, and stabs it to death. Um, one thing I always enjoyed about this series is how weirdly violent it is, even though it's like aimed at kids. <laughs> Just like I mean, they know what kids I, like. I, like I think they're stand. teaching the important lesson to children that if you see something that seems threatening, you should just fucking go hog wild on it. <laughs> yeah. Don't just kill it, break its own legs off and stab <laughs> it to death with it. That spider web looked yeah. comfy though. Did you guys see that? Like I feel like It did. If I like I kinda wanna get wrapped up in that spider web. Yeah. Like, I mean, also, like, who's who's to say the spider woman was evil? Like, could you imagine you get a you hit it off with her, get into a good relationship? <laughs> Each night she's just entombing you in some web, and you're both getting pretty chill. That sounds I, like Brandon, funny. don't don't tempt me with the idea of spider BDSM because it sounds so hot, but it also spiders terrify me. I don't need a fear boner. I mean, hey, that's kind of like another kind of fun factor of the whole relationship you'd have. It sounds like the perfect woman to me. Uh, you know, no offense to women, kind of all, but uh, someone who kills you after spiders. they have sex with you. Yeah, and that's great because you had a good time and then you don't have to worry about any shit after that anymore. Wait, before or really after? Well. Before or after? Would it be like after. foreplay? Oh, okay. okay. Well, <laughs> it, 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 I'm, I'm single. I'm taking notes on what guys like. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, write down in notebook, enjoy murdered. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite thing. Just like you have a good time, then I'm dead and I don't Sex think about anything anymore. before murder. <laughs> <laughs> not after you know they in in france they call an orgasm the little death why not make it the big death you know That's what, hey. this is america <laughs> all right i'm gonna go into the type five real quick guys yeah. uh but yeah back to this back to this this charming story they never show what happens to the bat because he comes back later this is after the kid kind of bonds with the common writer um yeah, and i think honestly which was fly. Yeah, and I think in an honest kind of, like, surprise, it was pretty well done and creepy of, like, the dad appearing and calling out to the kid, and, like, you know, something's off, and then, like, they pitch down his voice, and then it goes into, like, a weird kind of frame rate, and it's like, oh, this is yeah, kind of creepy. Yeah, he just the bad guy disguises appears. himself as the dad. Yeah. And and then once again, I, I love how vicious this common writer Zoe is because he shows up and he just like rips its mouth off and he's just like I'm done with this and punches through. He definitely him. punches through uh, like monsters twice at least. Twice. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I wrote it down here. Common uh, writer is a professional at making donuts. <laughs> yeah. When life gives you a dough, make a donut. That's what he says, man. 
so yeah, we're we're also already almost through the whole movie because the the kid was kidnapped by the bat and kind of uh, to a weird abandoned facility that's also like a fortress. Once again, I think it's because they were so short for time; they just wanted to make it look cool. And uh, the dad's there, and he's still alive, but he's like all wired up and attached to the building. And in really bad cool like zombie effects. makeup. So I have yeah. a question: Was that his lab from early from the flashback? Was that? I think it was supposed to be. Okay, because that was going to be a question like, why would you think he's missing? Like, why wouldn't you go check his lab? <laughs> well, that's I mean, he, been he, this he, really that's no a good sense. question. Well, no, he did. He told Hiroshi <laughs> to get out of there. I would love if they had a scene where, like, they go to the police and they're like, hey, did you check the lab? Well, He's like, no. He's like, well, we got 48 minutes. Get over there. Come on. <laughs> because it wasn't in an abandoned industrial area, like the top of some, like, spire, right? Yeah. Oh. It's, it's hard to say. But I guess that, that does make sense. Maybe it is a different location. Um, but yeah, the, the, the father is there. And once again, I thought it was going to be like the big reveal is he's the villain, but no, it's like his Duras thing made him part of it. And he's saying like how he's going to make all life forms a part of it, which I don't really yeah. get, but whatever. It's okay. Short, short yeah. time frame. It, it, movie. It's, it's the and, layer that houses Duras's goo. Is it like, that, yeah. like and then the him? goo. <laughs> In a in a very cool scene, the goo like floats up as like a medallion child. Like that's the only way I can describe it. It's like a circle that's also a green kid that's really creepy looking. Yeah, that was a little confusing. Um, yeah, he talks like he's the kid, but he's not, and it's really creepy but really well done. So I like that a lot. And this also is another thing I really like, which is I miss when movies used to be more wet like this. Like all the creatures and monsters, they're just wet. They're just like dripping. <laughs> like bring it back. Yeah. When's the last oil up your monsters? <laughs> yeah. They they had someone like on set constantly, just making sure everyone was moist. They had a moistener. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't they weren't yeah. quite they as just... wet as like the xenomorphs from Aliens. Mm. Uh, that's true. That, that's a wet monster. It's, it's like it's like a saliva y monster. Mm. Yeah, very slimy. But I, I am imagining now they would scream like after the the scene was cut, or they would stop for the recording. They'd be like, "Okay, hose down the set." Get it going. <laughs> um, yeah, so they have the the last boss fight, and that's pretty cool. Uh, Common Rider kind of gets a good few kicks and punches, um, and then the Duras like is like, "Okay, well, I'm tired of this. I'm gonna absorb you." And I'm like, "Okay, yeah, I he guess punches that's fine. into Duras, and then he's able yeah. to absorb Cayman Rider somehow, and that turns him into Zoidberg. Yeah, he turns into Zoidberg. <laughs> Maybe Zoidberg. Hmm? <laughs> And like he's getting ready to, I guess I don't know what he's gonna do to the kid, but it's very threatening looking. And the mm-hmm. the kid drops his little pocket watch. The music makes the common writer realize, like, hey, I don't want to be in this monster anymore. And like he pops out, and then he kicks him to death, which is a very classic common writer. And uh, hey, it's the uh, it's time for the building to fall apart. Let's get out of here. And the kid and the common writer get out. Goodbye, Dad. Sorry, you were part of the wall anyway. It's no weird cares. because, like, I think they're supposed to imply that the dad died in that last scene, but the last thing you see is him taking a big breath. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> like taking a big breath to scream, "I'm alive." Yeah. <laughs> I'm stuck in roots. I can't move on my own power. Yeah. Common Rider is just like, "No, nah, you're too gross to save." Sorry, hey, dude. I got out of my. I, I got out of my roots. You can get out of your roots. <laughs> Yeah, he's a real pull yourself up by the common rider straps. Type. I, 
I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if the dad was still alive, but Common Rider was like, Hey, you did kidnap me for experimentation. This is my son now. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, he's he's my boy. I'm gonna raise him right. I'm gonna teach him the only thing you should experiment on is rabbits and maybe mice. That's about it. Um anyways. Uh yeah, we uh we're at the end of the movie now. The kid gets dropped off at his place, the grandpa's like, Hey, thanks for saving him and Common Rider's like well, I gotta go ride off into the sunset so a really cool song plays, and then he rides off into the sunset. A really cool song plays. Man, once again, let's talk about this. The ending theme, it fucking slaps. It's so good. I loved it so much. Hell yeah, it does. We saw him on it's, that bike it, for so long at the end, I thought the whole point of the movie was to buy a motorcycle. I mean, I kind of do want to buy a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. He was, in, he, sold. he was in the middle of the street a lot while riding though yeah which i guess that's motorcycles and i think in the the ultimate form of arrogance that's the way for this like the credits play and then they recap the movie you saw that was 48 (laughs) minutes long i I think i missed that i might i might have turned it off before we got to the credits the credits basically just go over like all the big fight scenes oh yeah i remember that now it's just it's just so funny to me so um Another fun reason, the reason that this movie was so short is it was played back-to-back with another kind of like a tokusatsu show, hmm. or movie, I should say, that was called Tokuso Robo Jan Person. But was this played <laughs> on like, television or like a movie double feature, like in a theater? No, it was a movie double feature. Oh, okay. it, was, it was in those good old theaters back in Japan in the 93s. Um, I, I love that with the Tokuso Robo Jan Person uh, movie, just from the little research I did. It's literally like, what if we had RoboCop also beat up monsters? Uh, so I love that you got like a, almost like a Terminator 2 kind of ripoff, and then you got a RoboCop ripoff. Back there was a lot of RoboCop in this movie. Yeah. Can we watch Can we watch yeah. RoboPerson next? In general, I just like saying RoboPerson. <laughs> yeah, I love that they're trendsetters. They're like RoboMan, RoboWoman. Ro- it's like, hey, no, If RoboCop person. thought in bubbles instead of just text, then... Oh, yeah. that'd be so <laughs> fucking tight. <laughs> Like pop-up video. I'm going to see if I can find it then, because, I mean, uh, the reason we watched this tonight and kind of before we get to our ratings is um, Toei, who is, like, famous for making the Kamen Rider uh, and a lot of the Super Power Rangers series and Sentai shows, um, they they have a website on YouTube that's the official one, and it's the 50th anniversary Kamen Rider. So literally they're just like, let's put up a bunch of Kamen Rider shit for free, and it rules. Like, literally they have the first two episodes of most every common writer series and they have a bunch of the movies on there for free so check that out i mean i'll plug that early but i'll probably mention it again at the end of the movie or the movie the movie podcast yeah, <laughs> I, I watched kikaida i used to have that show on dvd hmm. okay so i do need to talk about this real quick this director that we talked about earlier he also directed mechanical violator hikaider which is one of my favorite over-the-top violent gore movies of the 90s that we're gonna have to watch for this podcast <laughs> eventually um it's completely ridiculous. Everything about it is like it takes place in a in a town called Jesus Town. Ooh. So just to know just to know what you're getting in for. <laughs> it, yeah, that movie slaps. I love that movie. Um but yeah, let's get let's get to the good old reviews. I, I feel like uh for our ratings, I um I've been enjoying giving it to the guests first. So I want you to give this uh one out of five Power Rangers. You oh. can go even in color order if you want. But, uh, you know, I'd say one being the worst Power Ranger, which, of course, is the blue Power Ranger. 
listen, I'm a reformed man. And then fives, all five of them teaming it up to battle, like, you know, one of those putties or something. Uh, so, yeah, what, how do you feel about this movie, Jess? Ooh, that's a good question. And I knew I was going to be asked this question. I did not prepare. I took notes on literally everything else, including his green booties, which I really want to find somewhere because I would totally <laughs> wear those. Um, oh, man, we didn't talk about that with the fashion earlier, but the actual Kevin Rider design, it's pretty sleek and cool. I like it. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's all I got. Absolutely. Excellent costume design. I want to say it was a fun watch. Um, this is not really like my genre of movies. So the fact that I enjoyed it is, uh, it says a lot. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a four. I'm going to give it the, I guess the pink ranger. Cause she was, I guess the backup to like the, was it the red ranger, or the black ranger, the like top guy. Red Ranger. Red Ranger was the leader of the original. Yeah. yeah, and then the Red Ranger dated the Pink Ranger, right? Naturally. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I mean, you. It's, I, listen, I, I don't remember nepotism. if that's like a thing or if that's just everyone assumed that because that's how TV shows and movies were written. <laughs> the main the, the girl would be the white girl would be in love with the leader dude. Yeah. 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 So I would I would give it a give it a four I'd give it a a Pink Ranger. Love that. Nice. Um, yeah, I'll I'll jump on the ratings train. I'm gonna do the same. I'm gonna go for a good old four Pink Ranger as well. Of like, I mean, there's a few criticisms, but because it's so short and it still looks pretty cool because they did a lot of good practical effects for the movie, and just like a lot of cool weird style choices where it's like it's a really weird film, but it's also really short and fun to watch. I think it's a really solid and fun watch altogether. And uh, it kind of makes me want to watch the other 90s ones because they have two other ones, which was uh, Shin Kamen Rider Prologue. Once again, I love those weird long Japanese titles. And then Kamen Rider J. So maybe we'll do those for the future if they're still up. But uh, yeah, it was a fun watch. I had a good time. Heck yeah. Yeah. I will give it a 6 out of 10 because, like, it's short, which is good. And also, like, if you know anything about like shows like this, like super sentai or uh, Kikaida or the other, uh, or the other Kamen Rider shows, you don't really have to pay too much attention to it <laughs> and you can still yeah, kind of understand what's going on. But yeah, I wish it were campier. Like it seems to be mm. a little too serious for mm. my taste, but mm. it is still fun. That's a good note. If anything, it has to be more violent and over the top if it's not going to go more campy, which is once again why I feel like we got to watch Mechanical Violator Hakaider, because that's the point where everything's so serious and violent that it becomes very silly in that movie. I, I think I would be insulted if a movie called Mechanical Violator like was not the goriest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it has standards it's already set for itself and it needs to follow through with. Uh, I guess I want to jump in. I'll say I, I want to give this a, a four out of five Power Rangers. I, I really enjoyed my time with it. This is like a really nice, like comfortable watch. You don't need to like, you don't need to pay all that much attention. You can just enjoy the really solid practical effects and the great costume design. And the the fights are just like, they're fun. You don't, you can, you can kind of create your own story around it. That's a little more interesting, but like the base of what you enjoy about this kind of show, about what you enjoy about the uh, common writer shows. It's, it's there and it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it gets it's right into the it. action like immediately too. Yes. Something I really yeah. Like about and it. the, 
the action's still pretty good. I love that, like, maybe not the best choreography you've ever seen for these things, but since it's so violent, it is fun to oh, watch. Oh, I did want to mention, whoever, like, was the cameraman on this needs to be fucking fired. They did a terrible <laughs> job. <laughs> I, I love the idea that this came out in 93 and you have that feeling. It's like, if you get a time machine, that's what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's like, it, 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 so much of it looked like shaky cam, but it clearly oh, wasn't. Yeah. I thought it was just because it was the point of view of the monsters and the monsters aren't like. But you could, but you could see like when the, sometimes the monsters did that, like when like the spider was like, or the bat was walking, though mm-hmm. I did have a problem with that too because, like, it, it, I think it was the bat, so it should have been going like super smooth. But you could tell it was going like from left to right, left, right, left, right, because a human is holding the camera, mm-hmm. and that's how a person mm-hmm. walks. Mm-hmm. And like sense. in the Evil yeah. Dead, the original Evil Dead, they were able to do that exact same shot style of shot, but way better because it was smooth. Yeah, we gotta get we gotta get Sam Raimi on this and ask him what he was doing. Ooh, I, I watched the this sh- when like you could see all the monsters were very shaky too. I'd watch the shit out of a Sam Raimi common Rider. <laughs> I mean, he'd probably we've talked do about it. it. I think, yeah, he would probably do it because he's a cool dude. But we talked about it, uh, I think maybe last episode. But uh, yeah, Anno is going to direct the next common Rider movie. I'm so I'm, excited! I'm as excited as shit. Yeah. It's oh gonna shit! Be, I forgot about that. Uh, I remember you sent it to us, and then I didn't read it, and then I sent it to you guys. <laughs> what? I, I was not upset in any way or form because me and Martin are in a group chat with Aaron Klopfer, and he honestly does that almost at least three or four times. <laughs> <laughs> Literally does not scroll up more than a few posts, it seems like. And then we'll be like, hey, we already posted this. And he's like, I'm not going to look. I'm like, fair. fair. Oh, also, fair. we skip stupid games. Well, no, we're not. Yeah, oh, no, we, we do reviews first. Yeah, we do the reviews first. Yeah, we first. do reviews first. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe we gotta we we maybe we gotta make it more like of a we do more fun things during the review, so it's more of a stamp that in our mind. <laughs> like uh, we all voted four out of five. This has been added to the Hall of Fame, but then Luke's like, no, it's six out of ten. <laughs> um, I was like, I guess like you guys were doing one out of five, but I always just do one out of ten because I don't fucking give a shit what you <laughs> what your rules are. <laughs> yeah. It's like we got a freaking edge lord here, yeah. dude. Um. Yeah, let's get to the good old stupid game section. I wanted to have a little fun with this one, so... Stupid games. Um, to explain for Jess and our listeners at home who maybe are tuning in for the first time because there's so many huge common Rider heads out there, um, we uh, we have a specific game section called Who the Fuck is Ron Canada? Ron Canada, you were the judge in Ted 2. We love you, and we hope our guest will too. And as I will explain this, Ron Canada is a working actor who's been in over 200 roles. I love the man. We've become, uh, I'd say, kind of a cult surrounding him at this point for this podcast. And we try to do not just like roles he was in, but other weird kind of games and trivia with them. So I decided to go with a tokusatsu kind of uh, lean on this. So this is as weird as I could get with this idea, which is uh, there is a actor by the name of Yusako Yare, who is very famous for doing like American overdubs as in like, he does the voice of Arnold Schwarzenegger for Japanese dubs Mm. in Japan. Um, And because common writers had so many iterations and other things and other shows of the similar one, He's also dubbed a lot of properties that come over from America, too. 
So I'm going to ask you all, out of this, like, uh, just in general, give me any Ron Canada movie or series or things. What, what, what series or movie has he dubbed over for that was a Ron Canada role originally? Is this just any? We don't have, like, a word bank? Just any. Nope. I'm just having you throw them out Honey, there. I blew up the kid. Okay, I like that guess. Ted 2. All right, Ted 2, that's a good one, too. And then, Jess, I want to say he's been in 200 roles, so just name a movie or a TV series randomly. He might just be playing. <laughs> uh, uh, Law & Order SVU? So, this is very funny, and I love this. He was in Law & Order SVU. <laughs> he's also in all the ones that mentioned. But the reason I didn't want to give a series of choices, because you know right away, because I t- mention it every time we play the game, he did over he did overdub uh, Ron Canada and Ted Two's yeah. The Judge. <laughs> that's, really my that, that's, that's exactly what gave away for, that you wouldn't say. Yeah, anything. I didn't know. I did. I wanted to just give out Ron Canada trivia, but it'd feel weird if I didn't do it in a very stupid oh, game. Also, me, so I just I had to make it work. Also, I want to do my new theme song for Who the F is Ron Canada? Oh yeah, I was excited for this. Yeah, Here, let's give it a couple of seconds so you can edit to the beginning if you want. Okay. Okay. <gasps> Ron Canada, you were the judge in Ted too. We love oh, yeah. you, and we hope our guest will too. <laughs> That's it. Oh boy, that's perfect. I love that so much. Yay. Wonderful, yeah, Luke. Just wonderful. So this is gonna... So my favorite thing is this is going to be really mind-boggling because for this episode I'm absolutely going to edit together that jingle and then play it before we start the Who the Fuck is Ron Canada bit. And then you're going to hear it in this phase and you're going to feel like you're going through it. <laughs> well, I really want if we do it in, in other episodes where like that We Love You, when I start with that, all of us sing it. Like you. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I like that a lot. We we could do kind of like our catchphrases into the episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, another fun fact is that he's also, he usually dubs Arnold Schwarzenegger in any role he's had, but also Steve Martin. And I just want to know what, <laughs> what Japan thinks American voices sound like now. <laughs> really confusing to me, trying to figure out what's going on there. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's, I just wanted to do that for the stupid gaming section. I didn't really like write anything out for, uh, how tall is Steve Buscemi, uh, but we can still do one if we wanted to because i have a few up here right now um i think i still remember steve if you oh. yeah well actually if, if you two want to run just through the steve buscemi uh, mechanics of the game and then i'll i, I got a list i could pull up real quick here I, he'll ask you how tall an actor is and you answer i don't oh, remember okay. exactly what made us get started was there something we watched that had steve buscemi in it and we were questioning how tall he was when do, how did we get this started i don't remember I feel like it's something that Brandon just is like a wild hair just brought up. Yeah, it was it was a very weird tangent. I think it might have been a Steve Buscemi movie, or he popped up in. Something. I think he came up in Converse. Someone made a reference to Steve Buscemi. Like I don't believe he's been in any of the movies we've watched. He just came up in conversation. <laughs> yeah. So this is going to be a really wild one because I had this pulled up earlier and I decided that I should I should do it anyways. And then I got a few others here to kind of even it out. Uh, but first off, I do want to ask you all, how tall is Steve Buscemi? We are once again asking you, how tall is Steve Buscemi? I, I know, I'm not going to answer. 
<laughs> I'm respecting it of religious beliefs. <laughs> oh. I'm pretty sure this is right. Five nine. Go ahead. You answer, Jess. Um, I'm gonna say like maybe five ten. Okay. Well, I hate to say it, but Luke actually did remember it is five nine. Still <laughs> got it. But close. So here's what we're gonna do. I got two other guesses for you. Whoever gets the most points uh, will will win. And if we have a tie because the points go otherwise, we'll have you fight to the death. We'll figure that out later. Uh, but I want to ask you all first, how tall is the original Megazord when it's fully constructed? Like the prop or canonically? Uh, canonically. Oh. From, okay, I guess Megazord, so that would be from Power Rangers, not Super Sentai? Yeah, okay. from Power Rangers. The uh, Megazord is when they all come together, right? Right, through the power of friendship. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say 10 stories. Oh. I, I gotta think of how tall is 10 stories. Okay, you, you just Wait, wait, wait. Are they only giving page. feet? Like, they don't have, like, a... I have both, but they don't have it in stories. Uh, yeah, that, that was my But I have, I have it, a converter it, it here. It definitely, like, is, like, compared next to paper mache skyscrapers or high-rises. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. I, I'm going to change my answer 600 feet. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, should have done 666 feet you a thousand feet nice even number a thousand come on a thousand feet take this game seriously I, guys, can't, I, I can't picture what that looks like but uh, it, well you're almost at a mile so it's because really <laughs> a mile is like 1200 feet okay I, okay that's let's say then what did martin say uh 600 feet uh 601 yes. i won't 601 say feet damn it I won't say who's right, but he's definitely a little closer, so yeah. Interesting. Okay, so I'm not, I don't, I can't visualize that many feet. I'm going to say, I'm going to say like three and a half Volkswagen buses. Yeah, I like that. Well, that I'm going to have to do the math for, but I feel like, I feel like Jess might be the closest because the Megazord is uh, canonically 333 feet exactly. So technically... It's either between Martin or Jess, so I'm going to split the point. You both have half a point. So whoever gets this no, next point really wins. No, give time. that full point to Jess. Jess earned it. We, oh, if we're doing, yeah, if we're doing, went over. We go by prices Right rules. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And also, I just want. I googled how long a foot is, or a mile. <laughs> how long a mile is? And I was really off, by the way, too. A mile is actually five thousand two hundred eighty feet. Okay. Well, I, I was still way off from the actual long. answer. Yeah, yeah. I know a thousand feet is still really tall. Though. So, oh, that's a that's a T-shirt uh, right there. What? <laughs> In my heart, of one thousand feet is really tall. <laughs> Still tall. It's like, dude, I got to put that T-shirt jingle in now too. T-shirt. Okay, so this is a the the fun last question too. I want to go with the the classic Tokusatsu character that started it all. And we love him, guys. It's Ultraman. How tall is Ultraman when he's in his uh, Ultraman form? Ooh. Which, when he's, he's like, you know, tall, like, kind of like a Megazord, so it's easier to guess. I I want to say 300 feet. Hmm. Um, I'm going to guess, like, that's like a John Hancock and a half, I feel like. <laughs> what was the question? Who, who, who? 
Uh, it's going to be how tall is Ultraman at his tallest height? Ultraman. Okay. Um, he's always in like open fields, so it's kind of hard to tell. I know it's a tricky one, right? Uh, but I feel like he's like they would run into like power cables, so probably pretty tall. I'm gonna say 550 feet. I feel like I'm gonna have to give this to Martin for this one because half out John Hancock, and if I remember correctly, John Hancock building is pretty tall, so I need to check that real quick. Uh, but yeah, Luke, you're definitely way faster. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your 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 mind was in the right place because he does look pretty tall. But I was surprised to see how tall he was. Uh, so it's a uh, eleven hundred twenty eight feet for the John Hancock. Half of that would be about five hundred fifty. Oh no, one and a half. Ish. Sorry, one and a half. John Hancock. One and a half. Okay, that's still pretty tall. So Martin gets the point because man, Ultraman's he's just short as shit. He's only one hundred thirty one feet tall. He's almost as tall as me, basically. It's crazy. <laughs> Like, I'm 6'2", like, that's just basically a few feet away from 131. (laughs) Also, I I didn't hear the uh, question because I was doing the math, trying to figure out how long a Volkswagen bus is, and like how how (laughs) tall three would be. If I did my math correctly, 44 feet is how, 44.25 feet is approximately how tall three Volkswagen buses, if you put them like, like, bottom to like top, like the the longest way. Yeah. 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 Or if you put one on the base and then two against each other, you made a pyramid of buses. That's kind of. <laughs> but she's still the one who she didn't go over like the rest of us did. So. Yeah, that's true. But I, I guess if we're doing those rules, then it would go to Jess. So that makes Jess the winner hey. of Steve Buscemi's affection. <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. Can you recommend that? Yeah. Uh, can you write a recommendation uh, with this on LinkedIn, please? Yes, I will. I will send that off right away. You'll get a friend request that says, hey, you want to talk about spreadsheets? And then I'll send it over. <laughs> LinkedIn is wild, though. It still feels like the Wild West of the internet to me whenever I have to be on there. It's a weird place. It is. Um, anyways, we should get to those good old recommendations before we hop on out of here. And, um, I, you know, I, I feel like I've been starting off the recommendations and plugs right away. Oh, I should say we do recommendations and plugs. I guess we can bring plugs back with the segment now that things are kind of like slightly getting back to normal. Anyways, uh, if any of you got recommendation or plugs first, jump on in it and then I'll, I'll get on after that. Uh, I'll give a recommendation. Uh, it's a YouTuber named uh, Steve Shivs, I think is uh, his last name. If you're into Star Trek like I am, he does a lot of, he does a series called Trek Actually, where he does like essentially video essays on Star Trek stuff, and I find them a lot of fun. So yeah, Steve Shivs, I think Hmm. S-H-I-V-E-S, but yeah, check him out. Oh yeah, that sounds real interesting. Or look up Trek Actually, that would be a good way to look for it too. Yeah, that could do it too. Okay, I couldn't, no, Brandon, edit edit this meandering part out. I was trying to make a joke, and it was, I, I'm abandoning it. I'm going to make it longer. Um, <laughs> I'm going to make it longer. It's going to be 15 minutes. No. Uh, <laughs> Just, it'll be uh, uh, after and after. For I, I, I want to recommend... Uh, I, I recently uh, finished reading the, uh, the Walking Dead comic, and it was really good. I put it off for so long because, I don't know, I heard so many iffy things about the show, but 
I I recently read like all of Invincible, and then I was like, oh, maybe maybe go check out The Walking Dead, and it's like, oh man, this is really interesting, and the characters are well written, and I I really like the art, and it's it's just a good time. I mean, it's a terrible time, but it's it's a good read. <laughs> Were those both Brian K. Vaughn? No, those are both uh, Robert Kirkman. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, Brian K. Vaughn, he, he did, uh, he did Saga, Man. and then, yeah, Why the Last Man and Saga are what he's kind of known for. Uh, but yeah, you know, he's a, he's a Kirkman, like, uh, is one of the Kirkmans out there doing stuff, which is always great. Um, yeah, I'm going to go for my recommendations. I feel like if I didn't recommend another Kamen Rider series, because I've been going through so many of them, and I recommended Kamen Rider Kugo last episode, I'd be a traitor to myself and my values. So I'm going to recommend Kamen Rider Forze. I had mentioned this to Martin. I was really pushing it on him and a bunch of other friends, but it's a really fun uh, Kamen Rider series from like 2011. And it's basically about a high schooler who wants to make everyone his friend, which is a real fun, cute, innocent idea. It gets a little crazy from there, but uh, it's just a really good time. Like, I can't explain why it's so enjoyable, but it's like if you made a Power Rangers series where it's like The Breakfast Club, not like as a joke, the actual director of the series said he wanted to make it like The Breakfast Club. <laughs> um, and the guy who uh, wrote the story wrote uh, the was the head writer for Gurren Lagann, well, which is a, a fan favorite anime. Is he the one? And it really who, does. Oh, feel that's right. right. You told me about Grasshopper this. Grasshopper is like a dung beetle, or like a hammerhead beetle, whatever What's you that? call those. Oh no, that's that's Kamen Rider Blade. Oh, okay. That's a different design. This one, uh, so the theme on this one's space, so it's like, uh, he's kind of like a spacesuit design, which I think is really cool looking. It's also ridiculous looking. It's it's a good combination of both of those. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's easy to stream online. It's not quite legal to get, but if you just search for it, it'll pop up. Maybe try toku.fun. Who knows? You didn't hear it <laughs> Um But that's it for my recommendations. For plugs, I don't have any yet, but I did a live show for the first time in a year uh, last week, and I had a really good time. Comedy's back, baby. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm working on some stuff, but nothing I can really talk about yet. And I'm going to be on uh, Thought Cops very soon. So, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's going to be really fun. We got a, I think at this point when this releases, though, we'll have both their episodes out. But, yeah, it's a great podcast. Yeah. Uh, Jess, uh, what what did you want to want to recommend slash plug? Uh, sure. I'm not sure what to recommend. I feel like there's a certain theme here, and I'm not sure if I've anything or read anything along oh no jess you can recommend anything like some people have recommended a feeling i remember i I think it was mitch kamio peely he recommended sleep with a pillow between your legs which great advice absolutely it's pretty good advice yes um i think one time luke just recommended uh having a shower beer next time you take oh yeah fucking great advice I'm very, I'm very deep in the job search right now. I've been unemployed for uh, coming up on a year, and so I want to recommend myself. Um, if anyone <laughs> out there, is, if if anyone out there is hiring um, in the in the UX design field, I am looking. So highly recommend Jess Martinez. Um, and uh, I'll plug a couple of shows. Uh, Last Logos Comedy is doing kind of hybrid stuff. We did our first in-person show last month but we also streamed it online so our next show uh we're doing the same thing next time that's june 19th uh if you want to go in person it'll be at district in wicker park in chicago um and we're also streaming online so you can also stay stay home and pantless and enjoy a comedy show um i've also got i'm not sure when this is going out but i've got um 
holiday party. We're celebrating my graduation from a boot camp program. Uh, like, oh, hell <laughs> yeah. Um, a super fun. It is, uh, uh, what day is it? Uh, it's May 22nd at 6 p.m. You can go on Eventbrite and look up grad party and you'll find it. Yeah. If it doesn't get out in time, go back and look at how fun the show was online. <laughs> or get a time machine. Yeah, or just, right, yeah, get a time machine. Do t- you can follow. You'll do two things with this time machine. Yeah, you're gonna go and see Jess's <laughs> show, and then you're gonna go to 1993 and get that Kai man fired from Kamen Rider. So absolutely, and please, make us please proud. report back once that's done, please, so we can give you your next mission. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can also follow us at uh, Not a Party Productions on uh, Instagram. Nice. Yeah, check it out. Jess is a super funny person. Always enjoy seeing him. And uh, I feel like this is the time we got to get out of this episode and back to our lives. We, we can't give it all to podcasting, oh. which is always sad. But you know, yeah, it's know. like as, as much as like the pandemic sucked, it's kind of hard yeah. going back to normal life too. I know it, that's not exactly what we're talking about, weird. but I agree, I agree with that though. I mean, I've. I've had to start going back to the office like two out of the five days of the week now that Martin's working there too with me, which is really fun. Oh, that's cute. And like, I don't want to sound like a little bitch, but it's going to sound like I'm being a little bitch. But I'm like, man, even two days back is real hard. It's like, I got to commute. I got to wake up early to work out before. Wow. Brandon sounded like a little bitch. Yeah, I was working three (laughs) days a week for like months and that was great. I was because I was still able to pay all all my bills and buy the stupid Mm. crap that I like. But now yeah. we're open five days a week, and since the state's going to reopen on, like, the 11th of June, then we're probably going to be open, like, seven days a week. I mean, we'll have more people yeah. working there, knock on wood, so I won't be working seven days a week. But Yeah, and this is going to be a weird thing to say, too, but, I mean, not a weird thing. This does make sense. It's like, why don't we do that where it's like you only go in a few days a week, and it should be, like, a four-day work week, or you should only be commuting a few of them and working from home if your job can afford that. I'm just starting to think this capitalism is more like capitalism. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah, there we, that's, that's, that's where we leave. That's what we're doing. Well, I, I work right, in a restaurant, let's... so we have to stay open because what are you guys, what are you assholes going to do on your days off if the restaurants aren't open? Uh, I fucking cook at home. So the fuck I'm you. I'm going to cry on my deck, Luke, like I do every weekend. Why do you uh, think well, we've I'll been be crying in the on sourdough? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't need restaurants anymore. Uh, that's a whole weird discussion yeah. I could have too, of like how it even feels weird to even think about going into restaurants still. Anyways, okay, let's let's get out of here for real. We're we're gonna go whole ph- philosophical spiral if we don't get out of here. Um, all right, let's see if we can do it. I, we really fucked it up last time to the point where I think it's gonna take us a few episodes to kilter back. I'm gonna go see. with do, saying the opposite thing. I think no, 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 we can't talk about okay, it before. I can't say. It. I can't say yeah. it. Yeah, right. three, two, two one. one. You're gonna, you're gonna like the way I fuck. I guarantee it. Fudge. Fudge. Yeah. What if we were like? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't need to say anything else. It's perfect. Oh, damn it, guys. <laughs> I'm keeping that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna stop recording there. We regret that you have not yet complied with our order. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. The words get stuck in my throat. <laughs> <laughs>